Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to episode 88. You are listening to, of course, Drive Time Sports Screech with Bert Cumrag. Uh, I think, uh, I, I guess that'd make me Bert Cumrag. Uh, when was that not does. true before? <laughs> I guess it does. Hi, everybody. Uh, it's me, Brandon. Uh, joining me at the uh, Sportive Headquarters is John. Hi, John. How you doing? And uh, Josh. Are you just Josh? It doesn't matter. You can say it. Josh Fiddler. Hey, Happy Josh. to be here, guys. Yeah, welcome. Welcome to the headquarters. And then um, on the hotline is uh, Clarence Swamptown. Hi, Clarence. What's up, fuckers? Yep, and the one and only Steve Newman. Hello, Newman. Hey, guys. How's it going? So there's a lot of us here today, and uh, we're here to celebrate the passing of the uh, Green Bay Packers season. I wanted to <laughs> quick shout-out to the Packers fans. Uh, quick shout-out. My God. That might be my uh, favorite Packers loss of all time. Yeah. Greatest day yeah. of my life. It had everything. God, it was fun. It was. It had uh, the most, one of the more improbable comebacks you'll ever see. But the best part, the part that I liked the most about that Packers loss was that it killed all of their hope dead. They thought they had it in the bag. They did. They thought they had it won. The Seahawks came back and took the lead. But then for one second, they came back, they kicked a field goal, and the Packers fans had hope again. It was just like they (laughs) knocked him down, picked him back up again, only to punch him straight in the face. Yes, yes. It was wonderful. It was a thing of beauty. I almost turned it off so many times just because it seemed like such a hopeless game. Mm-hmm. And it was terrible. That's the weird thing about it. It's this classic game that they're going to show on ESPN Classic. And the first three and a half quarters were horseshit. Yes. They were boring and stupid. And even Packers fans had to be like, all right, come on. Packers fans, get this Packers kicking field goals from the six-inch line. Yes. On second down for reasons passing <laughs> understanding. Yeah. Oh, that was great. That was yeah. so great. Everything just absolutely it. wasting points. Russell Wilson throwing an interception literally every time he looked at Jermaine Curse. Yeah. He just looked at him, and it would be an interception. Terrible game. Suddenly the greatest game ever. Yes. Yes, it really was. And um, it was an extra um, extra victory for um, Stats Geeks because it was, you know, you Stat Geeks are always talking about go for it on fourth and one from the one-yard line, and it's going to come back to haunt you. And then it didn't think like it was going to. And it did, and it was glorious. It was absolutely glorious. I couldn't um, have been happier. So there was some talk. Um, a lot of lists came out afterwards of like worst losses, uh, NFC Championship or whatever, playoff losses of all time. And um, some people rated it above the uh, Vikings-Saints 
2009 uh, or below. Um, this was way more painful than that was just objectively speaking, right? Like if you looked at like the oh, yeah. percentage yep. of the time they're going to win, the Vikings were at the end of the game – I don't know, like sixty percent to win. They like, were. They needed to that, kick yeah. a long field goal to win it. Yeah, right? that game was back and forth the whole time. This game was a, was Green Bay running away with it, and then then just, the punter threw a touchdown. Apart. Yeah, to a heavy guy, which is always the best. Yeah, yeah, and then up by twelve with the ball with five minutes left, and you blow it. There was some sort of they do these. Uh, these probabilities of like in the history of the NFL, this this exact scenario came up, and it was like ninety eight and a half percent, like never ever ever happens. Um, my God, I just enjoyed it so much. What a day! <laughs> it was wonderful. Yeah, it was, it was so fun. I still would put it below the ninety eight NFC Championship game, though. I'm not sure there'll be a lot more painful games for any set of fans. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know what to think. I mean, it, because there's that is there's this context of uh, we've never won it. I mean, these the Packers fans are still doing okay because they just won it recently. Mm-hmm. It's not that painful, but in in terms of a punch in the stomach loss like you thought you were going to win, this is this was the one. This was the number one game, I think. Yeah, I'm still taking 98 over that. In terms of you think they were like almost 100% to win that game? More well, they were a hundred percent to win the game in the sense that Gary Anderson wasn't going to miss a few. Oh right, yeah. As soon yeah, as they true. sent him out there, it's like, well, we got this. So yeah, yeah. and then just as as he missed it, the knowledge that the Vik- the certain knowledge the Vikings were going to lose. Yes, even though they were still leading by a touchdown. That's right. And there was very little time left in the game. And even if they did give up a touchdown, there was still overtime. Okay. Okay. We Fair all enough. knew right then. Fair enough. That fate was once again going to kick us in the balls with golf cleats on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Boy, yeah, that. Either way, though, tough loss, and it couldn't happen to a better bunch yeah. of people, could it? <laughs> question for John. Question for John. Yes. Go ahead. Did you watch it at a bar in Arizona? I did not watch it at a bar in Arizona. I had oh, two no. good friends who had just finished running a half marathon and wanted nothing more than to go home. Well, okay, sucks. so you watched it. Yeah, so I watched it, but not at the Four Peaks Brewery. However, we did purchase Four Peaks Brewery beer and spent the weekend drinking that, so Shout I think out. it was still a success. Nice. Are nice. they a former sponsor? They, they've never actually given us money because they're in Phoenix and we're in Minnesota. I thought they sent up a dollar at one point. Oh, well. Did yes, they, they did. Oh, they did? They did, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, former yeah. sponsor, Four Peaks. Go visit them. Yes. Um, okay, do we have any um, predictions for the Super Bowl? This is going to be a good one, right? This is going to be one of the best ones in a while, I'd say. Actually, last year's was supposed to be a really good one. supposed to be a close game. It was like a three-point yeah, line yeah. or something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then it wasn't. But this one, I think the line has been shifting kind of – it started out with Seattle, now it's uh, over to uh, to New England. But, um, yeah, I put uh, money on Seattle because I want New England to win. Why do you want New England to win? I don't know, man. I think we've talked what? about this before. I'm not proud that I really – I've always – I don't know. Okay. I've always I know shared... Josh feels the same way is the funny thing. I, I do feel the same way. Okay. The Patriots have been my other team for a long time. That goes back to the Bledsoe days. Not because they've had such a good run. Uh, I could say the same thing about the Giants in baseball. They've been my team because Florida State is my college. Buster Posey went there. He's their best player, and, hey, they've been good since. I can't. All of your teams. Good reason. They're they're terrible teams, and yet they win all the time. Well, not the Giants. Nobody hates the San Francisco Giants, with the possible exceptions of Dodgers fans. Yeah. But a lot of people hate the Patriots. Even more hate Florida State. 
And uh, here you are, just rolling in national championships and Super Bowl wins. And the reason I became a Florida State fan is because back when I was at, oh, probably middle school, I watched pro wrestling. Uh-huh. And uh, there was a wrestler by the name of Ron Simmons. Oh, yeah. What a name. What and, a name. You never Ron forget that Simmons, one. Ron Simmons, I think, was a defensive lineman for the Seminoles. That's There's a lot of connecting here. That's all accurate. <laughs> that's about as rational as anything else, though, yep. so that makes sense. Um, I just liked the Patriots back in the day when they were underdogs and they were, you know, had that. I mean, this is dumb. This is years ago, but they seemed like they were more of a team, a little more blue collar, whatever. Now, that been, is pretty and I've dumb, tried but... to stop cheering for them. Like, I don't want to, but I just, I don't know. Yes. That's how it works out. Fair enough. I'm not happy about it. I like, I like Seattle because they make old white sports writers uncomfortable. And that's, <laughs> that's really about it. Yeah, that's true. You really can't go around. Marshawn Lynch really makes him squirm, and it's it's pleasing to me. And Belichick's a big, dirty cheater. Yes, he is. Such a cheater. I know, but then Carol's a 9-11 truther. I mean, I'd rather... <laughs> isn't that way that's worse? Not, that's, that's just so weird, though. He weird. is not. Shut up. You didn't know that? Wait, are, you, are we yanking tits, or are you no, telling... No, we are not. We are not yanking tits. Carol's legitimate 9-11 truther. Carol is a 9-11... He is... He is for sure admitted to being a little curious about how things worked out. I know that for sure. I don't know if I don't know if Where he's are you like hearing this stuff. No, that is on record that he's no. like, hey, you know, I don't, I don't know. I just there's a lot of questions out there. He did that. Not say that. <laughs> Clarence, we've talked about this before, man. Jet fuel could not break down those buildings unless it was lined on from the inside. He is a friggin' goofball. I can't picture him saying like, well. I... I don't know. Where was George? He didn't look too excited when he was reading that book. And he didn't look too rattled. <laughs> he saw it coming. I'm telling you, he has he he is on record as as wanting to look into it a little bit more. So a quick a quick aside, guys. I was at I hate to even say where I was, but it sounds so corny when people say this, but I was at the gym the night after work. Mm-hmm. Of course. And they're the day lockers, right? And there's a couple guys probably around sixty years old by the day lockers. And the one guy's wearing a Packers hat. And his buddy comes up to him and says, "Yeah, tough game last week, huh?" And the guy on the Packers said, "Yeah, that game sucked." And they talked about it a bit. And and the guy said, uh, "So I suppose uh, you know who are you pulling for this week, then?" And he said, "I'll be pulling for the Patriots." This is the guy at the Packers hat. And he says, "Oh, why the Patriots?" And he says, "Oh, that cocksucker bastard Carroll, he cheating back in USC. Then <laughs> then that coffer coach, that coffer, he came in there. He had to deal with all that shit that Carroll left behind." And you know Reggie Bush, he was a damn good player. He got he got his Heisman trophies taken away because of that cocksucker Carol. And there's people everywhere, and you can't make it up. And I did. It's like watching a train wreck. I didn't want to leave, but I, I, I couldn't turn away. And Sir, I, tell me more. I didn't know what to do. And I was just uh, cocksucker Carol. How do you feel about the State of the Union? I'd love to hear every single thought you have. Uh, I'm not getting in front of his weights, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> not going to give that guy a spot. He is a real cocksucker, but there's a gif of him, I don't know if you've seen it, where someone has pasted like a monocle onto his eye and it looks like he's wearing a cane as he's sort of like chewing gum and walking and strutting around. That almost makes up for him being a cheater and a 9-11 truther. So uh, hot tip, seek that out. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be... Um, and I was... Well, I don't think we need to get into it because it was so dumb, that stupid football deflation thing. Um, why why don't we need to get in, into it? That sounds exactly like the It's the biggest story in the NFL right now, Brandon. I wanted it to be a if big... You wanna, if you want to stick up for Bella Cheat, as I like to call him, that's okay. you. That's on you. I don't. I was trying to think of um, 
some sort of comparison to other sports of what this is like. Um, steroids and baseball and initially came up where you're like, you know, it's not actually not as big of a deal as it seems, and you can, should get off your high horse. It's not even that because every single quarterback has come out on record today saying we all do that, and it's totally fine. It doesn't really matter whether it's deflated or inflated or whatever. It's whatever your personal preference, whatever. So, I want it to be more um, than it than I think it will end up being. I think basically it's, it's already over. I think. Why are we talking about it? That's what I said. Nobody's going to talk about anything. Then why does the rule exist if it doesn't matter? That's a good point. I have no idea why it exists. I can't tell whether well, this is like... Basically what will happen during the Super Bowl, it, you know, like uh, people just shrug off the Patriots. have been saying it for years how much they cheat, and everybody just laughs. At this is a good day for you then, wasn't ridiculed, it? Ridiculed, and that's fine. Uh, everybody just shrugs it off. Oh, there's, it's, the, it's the Patriots. Just what they do. We need a villain. You know, I, I feel like during the Super Bowl, they're like going to hire like Venezuelan gorillas to come out of the stands <laughs> and shoot the Seahawks. And people will just be like, well, it's just the Patriots. That's what the Patriots do. Well, it's a small everybody leap. needs a villain. It's fun. It makes the league fun. And you're like, what the fuck? What am I watching? People just don't care. That's, that's just what Belichick's about. He doesn't care about his legacy. What, what the fuck are we what I'm, are we talking about? I don't have any problem giving him shit, and I was totally prepared to like this be a thing to look into. Of like, what exactly advantage do you get? But it doesn't seem like there's any smoke behind it at all. I mean, again, I think you're right. I don't know why that rule exists. What good it does anybody? What I can't tell is is this more like Joe Negro and his Emery board doctoring the baseball, or is this more like the rule in hockey that says you can't have. The goalie can't have more than a half inch of tape on the knob of his stick. I think it's more that, and I think it's more like pine tar with your bat of, like, it may at some point give an advantage. We're not really sure how. Somebody, uh, I read an article today, I don't know who it was, but but equated that this was basically the George Brett moment of pine tar on the bat where there was this big hubbub about it, and then almost immediately people just went back to doing the exact same thing and nothing nothing ever happened. The fun part would have been if they had... If they had taken the ball out of play and dramatically marched over to the sidelines mm-hmm. in some kind of scale, like the Negro and thing. weighed it, yeah, Ooh, and then that thrown been good. Tom Brady out of the game, oh, that would have been maybe the best thing that ever happened in the, in the NFL. Yeah, well, when Kenny Rogers he got in trouble for having a bunch of shit on his hand, uh, pitching a hand, right? Mm-hmm. Did he get thrown out, or did he just get like, hey, take it off? I think that was <laughs> near as I can tell in baseball. If you've always done it, then everybody's fine with it. Yeah. Well, you know, he's got pine tar on every inch of his forearm, and he keeps rubbing the ball on that. But he's done that since he came up. I know. But that seems, uh, I mean, not knowing a whole lot about um, playing football, obviously, doctoring up a baseball is you, you're making it do very unnatural things, right? You're able to make it cut and curve and whatever, like ways that hitters could never have seen before. The football thing is is weird to me. I, again, I don't really see what the difference is. If you just, I like it a little because what Roger said he likes it more inflated than it's supposed to be. Some guys like it less. Some guys like it rubbed down a little bit more or whatever. I think it's just I, way I, easier to catch when it's not a slippery rock when it's yeah. raining and forty degrees or whatever it was in New England. Yeah, I guess. But that isn't. Yeah, I don't know. That must be it. Must be. But I don't know. Okay, so then what I'm wondering is like, what? So let them bo- let both teams just deflate a little bit more if they want to. It doesn't they really affect choose. the actual, you know? That's what's weird to me. I don't know. Because both teams would have been like, yeah, that's fine. We can just both 
Because even they would ask like opposing quarterbacks when Brad Johnson was like, "Oh yeah, I did, I definitely did that," and they they called the opposing quarterback. I don't remember who who it even was. He was like, "Yeah, I." That was Rich Gannon. He's like, Dad, don't really give a shit that he did. You know what I mean? <laughs> Rich Gannon didn't care about a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Rich Gannon was like, we're playing football today. All right, whatever. I just, I'm stunned that Brad Johnson did something interesting. Yeah, yeah like, he's just <laughs> begging for attention. That is so out of character for Brad Johnson. No, guys, I've got attitude. Yeah, Look at I me. spent seventy five hundred dollars on something. <laughs> You bought a used car. No, Dan Johnson has never spent seventy five hundred dollars on a car. I know. Yeah, I know. Um, but no, I'm I'm totally fine with giving Belichick shit. I just wanted it to be a more interesting story than I think this is, at least to me. Oh, so like next year they're going to have the coin flip when their games are at Foxborough and find out which side the opposing team is on, and then the, the Patriots are just going to throw up like a the field goal post and just have one post. Just Ooh, one. That's good. And people be like, well, I'd, fuck it. I, who cares, really? I mean, I don't. What different, I, they were going to win anyway. I don't really care. And then people look at like, what the fuck? It's one post. Ah, it's pansy. His deal was that. It's not that, that big a deal. Belichick's a genius. He looks for every advantage. Is that in the rule book? Or? I just wanted him to cheat in more interesting ways. I think that's my issue with him. Cheat in a more fun way to talk about. <laughs> Boring ass old guy. Oh well. Like spraying the opposing bench with Agent Orange. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, that's interesting. Now that would be good. That's a talker. Now that's a talker. We're in the media, so we need stuff like ah, that. That's just what the Patriots do. They're just just looking for an edge guy. Need a villain. Got Agent Orange, Venezuelan missionary or uh, uh, mercenaries. Yeah, this is really just small leaps, yeah. very minor leaps. Yeah, if you're going to cheat, knife a player. Yeah. Knife an opposing player, but then I'll talk. Wasn't there a movie where a guy ran down the field and started shooting people? Some sort uh, of... Last Boy Scout? Last, Last Boy, Boy Scout. Scout. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be next. Um, yeah, okay. Um, okay, so any other Super Bowl thoughts? I no. think the Patriots are going to win because I don't want them to win. Oh, really? Okay. okay. That's my way of picking everything, and I'm seldom disappointed. I feel the opposite. I feel like Seattle because I want the Patriots. I agree with Brandon. One of us is going to have to be happy. I hope it's me. Something will happen. There's no way we can be happy. That's right. <laughs> well, we have to find other teams to vicariously be happy for them. I know. God I'm not going to be happy damage. if the Seahawks win. I'm going to be happy for my cousin who's a huge Seahawks fan. It fucking sucks, man. You know... um, so for years, I sort of have been, um, and I guess it's, it, I, you know, the NFL gets shit for, um, well, I don't know if it's shit. Some people probably really like it, but it feels like anybody can win at any given moment one of those sort of leagues, right? It always has been, and that's been the reputation. And some people... Parody. Parody, yes. Some people love hey. it. Some people huh. some people don't love it. But, you know, it's actually been turning for um, the past few years. I mean, last year... By far the best two teams, or not by far, but the best two teams were Denver and Seattle. This year, the best two teams have been New England and Seattle. And it seems like maybe those years when, um, what, Baltimore was a sixth seed and beat, those maybe are becoming less less common than, than this. So we'll just see if that's like a trend that's going to continue. I, I don't know which one's the outlier. I don't know. We'll see. But it maybe It seems it's, like the last two years are the outlier, but what do I know? Yeah. But the funny thing is... we're talking about how... Seattle was clearly the best team and made the Super Bowl and yet needed a miraculous comeback. Yeah, yeah. To get there. That's true. 
But Green Bay was really good too. For mo- you know, and they-, they should not have beaten Dallas. Who should not have beaten Detroit? <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not sure that this is a demonstration that maybe teams are maybe. The kings of the league. It's just interesting coming at a time when the M- and I don't want to talk about it, but the NBA is now all of a sudden like the most wide open of any sport. I don't know if you've seen like what Adam teams- Silver, my guy. Yeah, Open maybe. He did Open because I don't know if you've seen like, out of the way. like what teams are good and what teams are bad right now. It's the exact opposite that you'd expect in the history. Like Atlanta is one of the best teams now. They are not. Atlanta is like a top three yeah, team in no, the NBA. They're not. Yeah, I swear they to God. They're 14 in a row, John. They're, a, they're the Atlanta, one seed. The Atlanta Hawks. They're the one 14? seed and they're up by like six games. No, they're not. And the two seed is That's the fucking name? Raptors. Josh, help me out here. That's no not clue, true, John. is it? I no clue. <laughs> God, yes. Atlanta? Hey, listen. Tree Rollins, they're all, they're all there did they, still. Did they move another team to Atlanta and moved Let Atlanta to Let me ask you Charlotte? this, John. When's the last time your guy Burt Cumrag's been wrong about the NBA? <laughs> Never. Never. <laughs> Not once. No, Atlanta and Toronto are the top two teams in the East. <laughs> uh, the, the top team in the West is Golden State, who was a doormat for years, and Memphis... Is Golden State playing defense now? Yes, they're tops in the league in defense. Of, I kind of missed the years when Golden State was like, "Ah, eh, forget it. We'll win 145 Yeah, Don Nelson or whatever. Don Nelson. Um, just on the sidelines, Hawaiian shirt, drinking a beer, smoking yeah. a cigar, not coaching at all, not working the refs or anything. He's just like, faster. eh, forget it. Yeah. Just shoot it. Shoot just more, guys. Fucking shoot it. Don Nelson was the most hockey coach basketball coach. Yes, he was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so then the teams at the bottom are the Knicks, Lakers, and Celtics. Well, and of course... Let's not let's the not go crazy. Of course, the Timberwolves are still at the bottom. Yes, yeah. So there's one <laughs> thing you can do whatever set your they want by. to the NBA, but the Timberwolves will always be bringing up the rear. Even our guy Adam Silver can't save that fucking franchise. But it just it's just I've always loved the NBA because I'm I, again I don't really love parody that much. I kind of like when there are dominant teams. It makes me enjoy the sport. I know that that's weird. That's why I've always loved the NBA because there's less luck, and that's why I've always sort of thought that the NFL was. You know, just sort of more of a entertaining sideshow, and all of a sudden it's flipped on its head. Well, if if you're watching a league just as a disinterested outsider, then parody is not a good thing because you want to be able to look at it and say, "All right, here are the four teams that are good." Yeah. If one of the, if those two teams are playing each other, it's appointment viewing. Mm-hmm. If another team is playing a team that's maybe close to that, then it's a good game. Otherwise, you can just ignore the whole thing. Yeah. Right. But if you're a fan of a team. <laughs> And you're a fan of the Timberwolves, who have been terrible forever. Yeah. You want as many rules in place as possible to try to bring everybody else down and maybe give the Timberwolves some extra draft picks. Yes, exactly. Just to try to help them a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. Or an extra player on the court, maybe? Yeah. Maybe a machete or something on defense. I was listening to the game on the way here, and they were letting the Mavericks shoot 83% again, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty brutal. Seven second shot clock. Yeah, oh yeah, fights in the stands. I and there, isn't that. there something where uh, if you do something wrong, you get shot, Clarence? Wasn't there one of those? If, if you commit a foul, that like was soccer. If you if you feign fake an injury, fake an injury, you get, you get shot. You're yep. Yep. assassinated. Not shot. Like you're killed. You know, you're you're mur- you're not killed. merely shot. No, because you could survive a shoot. They need to make sure that you die. Lethal I injection. See, right I there see no downside to that. Um, okay, well, I don't want to talk about the NBA anymore because um, I can just tell you guys are wanting to make fun of me. Mm-hmm. You, uh, uh, Fifteen seconds more on the NBA, please. Sure. sure. Uh, did your Did your boys beat the Knicks tonight? I don't know. They were losing by a lot before, so I'm guessing oh, they okay. did not. So they did. 
that's, yeah. that's not good. That's not good at all. No, no, it's been a it's been a tough year. It's been a tough year for this Timberwolves Sixers fan. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. They're tanking. Yeah. At least the fucking Sixers have like a a pretty good defense because they try. The Wolves have no excuse. They're just they're way more painful to watch. Um if you care about like acting like a grown up and doing your job. Um but anyway, why don't we get to the thing that we actually wanted to talk about yeah, tonight? Poor Josh, we were like, hey, come talk about the Vikings. Well, yeah. we're 69, 69 minutes in, and we haven't said a thing. We're gonna the Minnesota Vikings. We're gonna do a review of this of the Viking season. Um, I want to give Josh credit; he's got a whole page of notes. Here. Whole page of notes. Um, Can we is- do an interview of Rick Spielman? Trying to save his job. I couldn't even make it through. <laughs> yeah, what happened there? I listened to that. Are you having a stroke or something? Christian Potter, get it right! Notre Dame, gotta get it right! <laughs> I don't know. I thought I something cut out. I, I had to, I rewound it a couple times. Now something, they, they didn't listen back. It's something cut out, these fuckers. No, the problem was I was supposed to ask the questions, but every time he said something, I couldn't stop laughing. Because it was just increasingly stupid. It was increasingly right. stupid. Christian Potter. <laughs> See, this is what happened. Yeah, this is exactly what happened last time. Oh boy. Um, All right. Let's okay. Actually, talk Vikings. We're gonna talk Vikings. <laughs> Seven and nine this year. Um, did Did we write down our predictions so we could go through those? We didn't because Wade. Um, if anybody's actually curious, I guess we could probably follow up. But for the most part, I was right about everything. You pick seven and nine. I, I pick seven and nine. We both pick seven and nine. I picked Teddy Bridgewater was going to be great, and Adrian Peterson was going to be bad. So All that right. felt good. I picked Xavier Rhodes was going to be great. Yeah, that was weird. Was I right? Yeah, I would say yeah. so. Yeah. And I picked Brian Robinson was going to be terrible. But that's not fair. That's I think what do you have four and a half sacks. I mean, he's well, bad. I think I got three sacks last year. Yeah, but he's bad. That you can't pick Brian a guy Robinson, to be bad. You picked Teddy Bridgewater to be good. He's a rookie. You picked you picked a guy who was under indictment at the time to be bad. You must sure, not. I'm not sure you, you can stand on stand on ceremony here. Yeah, no, I feel good. I feel good about mine. So we both picked seven and nine. Clarence picked zero and sixteen. Zero and sixteen, so, and then uh, Stu picked ten and six. Stu said they were going to make the playoffs. Yep, yep, he did. Yes, you guys, I did. Do you guys remember who your good? What do we call it usually? Bros oh, and turds. Come on, bros and turds. Yeah, I remember. But what were yours? Uh, I my bro was Audie Cole. Right. Who, who didn't play for 15 games and then Redemption. week 16 was like the NFL defensive player of the week <laughs> somehow out of goddamn thing. So I, I'm not sure I completely redeemed myself. We'll give myself. you a passing grade on that. Yes. C plus. Right. And my turd was Norfolk, I think. <laughs> yeah, that um, sounds right. I would third. believe that. Yep. That, we gave you an incomplete. Incomplete? Yep. I, don't, I don't even remember who I said. Oh shit! I don't either. Yeah, I don't. I don't oh. think. I think it was. It was probably in line with my ten and six prediction. I don't think it was very well thought. We were all Bob Blanton fans. Yeah, so well, it was yeah, good to shadows. see him. Yeah, good to see him do well. <laughs> I'm waiting for a Bob Blanton invitation from someone. Please, Clarence. Please come <laughs> I, through. I, I don't do it. That's Stu's. Oh, that's Ballywick. That's Stu's. That's, <laughs> that's Stu's bit. That's my bit. Yes. All right, Stu. Let's hear it. God damn it. <laughs> John Moe would be very disappointed right now. I was born in the shadows. That's 
<laughs> good, thank you. Right. God, a little so blast past. Yep. Uh. uh Okay, so let's uh, let's talk to Josh about this. I just want before we turn it over, I want the record to state that I've just cracked open a surly abrasive. So anything I say after this should not be judged. Ooh, a thousand ABV, nice. Yep, yep. Okay, Josh, what do you think, Vikings? Well, I think uh, what I'll tell you is I can't get any better. I, I think there's no way the Vikings aren't better next year. I'll tell you that. <laughs> really, I, there is uh, a true Vikings fan for so you. So they're on their way up. Well, as you think about it, what which of the units played above expectations? The quarterback. Maybe, maybe. But if you'd said Castle was going to play all year, which was the plan. That's true. That and you was had the given plan. Castle statistics to Bridgewater. Mm-hmm. That's all about right. what you would have expected. All right, that's fair. Um, I would say uh, Clarence would tell you that he thought the defense was better than expected. I'd say the defensive line played at about the level you would have expected. Okay. The linebackers were pretty dog shit but that's exactly what we expected but what i'm saying is next year if you look at what the, te- the team is going to make some improvements well not rick spielman's get... in charge of this team so let's not get ahead of ourselves i i don't i don't see a scenario with uh the vikings get it right. needs <laughs> get it right I think a lot of the teams' needs line up with where there's some strength, both in the free agency class as well as the draft class. Uh-huh. And what that tells me is that there are holes the Vikings have, and there are guys that can fill it. So, so right off the bat, I would say there's no way the Vikings aren't better next year. Their 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 highest paid player, which isn't by any means to say their best player, but their highest paid player, who's running off, who is a free agent, and won't be back next year, is Kristen Ponder. Uh, beyond Jesus. that, how much is Christian Ponder getting paid right now? Three point two million. Oh wow, jeez. The next highest paid player as a free agent is Jerome Felton at about two point one million. A nice player, but He's by in no jail. means. Yeah, is he still in jail? DUI? Maybe. Serving. No, I think he suspended. <laughs> suspended. Okay, good. Okay, just curious. And then uh, Wooten and Leffler, the next two. I guess highest paid. They're not going to resign Colin Leffler. Probably not. One point three that. million. $1 million pay cut. I don't think he can because there's a veteran minimum. Oh, is there? What's right. the veteran minimum? More than probably what you'd want to pay a long I'm pretty sure we can find a long... I mean, I like Colin Leffler the same as anybody else, but... Of course. We've I'm always been sure big Colin Leffler fan. Colin Leffler that's maybe even making the rookie minimum. So the Vi- the Vikings have opportunities, I think, to shed some payroll from what they have committed or what, what, uh, what they have facing against the cap for next year, and, and we can maybe get into some of the guys that might need to take a cap hit or be casualties of their cap number. But I do think that there are guys... That uh, that will be gone or will be required to take a, a reduction in pay, freeing up some money. And again, I think that uh, their needs going into this offseason mirror where there is some depth in the players that will be available either through free agency or the draft. And so, uh, let's talk I, needs. What do you mean need? all the positions? Yeah, they need better players at all positions. Well, I think <clears throat> they need to buy a rocket from Elon Musk and his SpaceX, and they need to put Matt Khalil in that rocket <laughs> and fire him off into space. And then maybe if they're lucky, they'll try to land him on a raft in the Atlantic Ocean, but he'll miss. Do, do you want to? Do you want to? You, you talked about going by position. Yeah, let's go start, by position. Let's go. Start, let's start, start with, with going need. position by position. I think. I think again, if if you'd have put Matt Castle's statistics or his play or Bridgewater's play rather into Bridgewater's body of work into what you might have expected out of Castle, it's about what we would have expected out of the position this year. Yep. That said, we have a rookie quarterback in Bridgewater. <laughs> who, with a complete lack of offensive weapons, developed mm-hmm. relatively well. Charles Johnson was his best receiver. Charlie. I think that's favorite. 
Charles, right? Charles, yeah, Charles, you're right. Charles yep. or Charlie? Yep. yep. Chucky J. I mean, Charlie's the offensive Chucky line. Chucky J. You're right. We're going to go with Chucky J yep. from now yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, a guy that is back next year. Uh, he'll have that back. But to say that you feel that that the Vikings don't have an opportunity to improve the position when Jennings was, I think, about when I looked, the 58th highest receiver in terms of receiving yards on the year. <laughs> that sounds about right. There's only two teams. There are only two teams whose top ranked receiver had fewer yards than the Vikings top ranked receiver. Yeah. And those were Jacksonville. Chiefs. I was going to say the Chiefs too. City. Jacksonville, Jacksonville and Oakland. Oh, no shit. Neither of those teams really plays football. I don't think they have receivers on either of those squads. Uh, Oakland just usually plays with seven guys on offense and six on defense. I didn't even, uh, I don't even know, didn't even know the name of the Jacksonville highest receiver. Cecil? Cecil Shorts? It wasn't Shorts. It was just Alan Hurts throwing the ball to himself. Just like backyard. Yeah, this is getting this is getting boring in a hurry. Jackson naming players. Stu is uh, typing up an email right now. Stu is tweeting. Stu lost <laughs> right. So I think that Bridgewater will have more weapons next year, which means the position he'll get better. I think, I think that he'll have weapons, but I also think that for the most part, I think uh, Chucky J is a perfect example. He was a practice squad guy that got cut from someone else. So to me, it's, it doesn't seem like a, a, a top priority really at that's not necessarily a top priority if you have holes elsewhere. Receiver and I think a quarterback can make receivers, and I think running back is sort of in the same same guys. I mean, obviously, if you've got these talents like uh, Des Bryant and and uh, you know Calvin Johnson and guys like that, maybe. But I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like yeah, you can find Charles Johnsons on the practice squad yes. sometimes. Yes. Yeah, it's like. It's like every position in the NFL. There's 12 guys who are good at it, yep. and then there's 112 guys who are, the exact who are same equally person. terrible at it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the exact same person. Yeah. Yep. So at quarterback, I think, uh, again, you got to be happy with Bridgewater's development across the board. Oh, God, so happy. You know, you know our attitude. We fucking love Teddy B. And I expect the Vikings will probably try to draft their third stringer late, late in the draft this year, be my guess. That mm. sounds right. Okay, cool, fine. T-Jack, however, who has been in the last two Super Bowls, will be available in the offseason. <laughs> oh, shit. Here we go. He's got a cannon. It's reunion time. He's got an arm. Brad Childress right now somewhere is just, he's excited. Okay. He's an excited, uh, bald he's, man. He's um, a special play spread game advisor. Analyst. God, what a fucking joke. What um, a real job, yeah. Okay, next up, running backs? Sure, I'm the running back. I think that uh, this is a debate that I had with my cousin over Christmas. The, that's he was. Let me ask you guys this question. He was comfortable with bringing back Asiata, who's a free agent, so that after he signed him, and McKinnon, and going into 2015 with that backfield. That is not something I vehemently argued. That is not something that I would want. Yeah. I, I have to believe that we've heard often. I, I I actually pay more attention to the high school game than the college game, to be honest. But uh, we hear it's a deep running back class. Maybe ten as many as ten guys who at some point uh, could contribute in their first year. Sure. So uh, there's opportunity there to upgrade. And an Asiata McKinnon backfield is not something that I'd like to see as a Vikings fan going into next season. Yeah, I agree. I don't think you necessarily I, – I would not advise using a top three or three rounds um, pick on a running back. But I feel like you should definitely be able to find something better than Matt Asiata in like general. Like Jerry McKinnon. Yeah, McKinnon and somebody, right? Um would be would be what I would think. David Palmer, is he available? David Palmer, is he 
No, I'm thinking David Meggett. He's a terrible person. David Meggett. Meggett. Yes. Yeah. David, David Meggett, Meggett is a terrible person. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He I'm is, not going to get into rapist, it. Jack. Serial oh, rapist. He's a serial rapist too. Oh yeah, yeah. He's wow. worse than Darren Sharper, I think. Wow. I think he's worse than Sharper. Wow. Yeah, he's, he's the one that the we, number one ranked serial rapist. He's the top ranked right now. Yeah. Top ranked. Yep. Wow. Um, David Palmer. I'm not aware. I'm sure he's committed a few crimes. I, I don't know. He why. was a Viking in about 1993 for a couple of years. Good pull. Good pull. Um yeah, that's what I would think with running backs. And we're saying no Adrian Peterson. Actually, I, I think the, the Vikings are probably the fourth most likely team to have Adrian Peterson on the roster next year. I don't okay. think that's it's uh, breaking any news to say that the odds on favorite is Dallas. Yeah. Right? DeMarco Murray's a free agent. Mm-hmm. Was there a call that Peterson placed in the offseason to Jerry Jones, or was there not? But they're Jerry Jones is calling him right now. Might be. They're on the phone right now. Might be. And Peterson is like, Jerry, stop calling. And, and We've talked twice today. <laughs> what are the other teams? I think uh, I think Seattle. I think Lynch is out in Seattle. You think? Okay. Uh, yeah, he is. He's only got a million and a half left guaranteed, so that'd be the, that'd be the extent of their cap hit. Okay. The other the other team that I think might be a little bit of a dark horse is, uh, despite Arian Foster being, what, only fifth or sixth year in the league, he plays a lot older than that. I thought he was 39 years old. Yeah, yeah exactly. No and I think that uh, he would cost them about five or six million dollars. But uh, with Peterson, again, a, a local favorite or a favorite mm-hmm. son, I guess rather, um, I think there's an opportunity that he ends up in Houston. I, I don't see Murray coming back to Dallas. They certainly rode the hell out of him down yeah, the stretch. No they didn't plan on bringing him back. He had 795 carries this year. <laughs> I think it was about that. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and I, I would he guess had two games Dallas... where he had more than 100 carries, which is an NFL record. <laughs> it doesn't even seem possible. Good pace. Uh, and, and Dallas Dallas is, is kind of constrained by the salary cap. And if they're going to franchise somebody, it's going to be Des Bryant, not DeMarco Murray. Yeah. They better be, unless they're the biggest idiots in the planet. Well, maybe, but I wouldn't think so. That would be my guess. And so I don't uh, I don't see Adrian Peterson coming back. Now, this is a conversation, Stu, that you and I have had on a couple of occasions about uh, whether we mind cheering for athletes that are horrible people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stu, I think you're the spot you'd prefer not to cheer for horrible people. I'd prefer not to. Me, I don't mind cheering for horrible people. Okay. Because <laughs> which is why you're wearing your Bill Belichick rules shirt, right? Yeah, Super Bowl yeah. Uh, I don't mind cheering for horrible people, whether they're or listening to musicians that are horrible people, or watching actors or actresses that are horrible, or people. even a podcast that has horrible people on it. Yeah, there's a whole hell of a lot on this one tonight. Let me yeah. tell you, we are terrible. Yes. So I, I would bring him back. I think that if you can get him back in a number closer to half of what uh, he's due next year, maybe between that six to eight million dollar range, which I think is realistic. Yeah. Uh, but then is he an Antoine Winfield type of scenario where his pride kicks in and he says, "I'm just not coming back to the team that's not willing to pay me mm-hmm. what they said they would pay me." Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, I would prefer not to cheer for him. I mean, I would still watch the games, but I'd prefer not to. It seems like it'd be better for him just to go on a different team that would embrace him, but. Who knows? It's football. People he will get belongs over it. in Texas. People will get over it in the after the first quarter. The first yeah. time he breaks a tackle, like, all right, forget <laughs> it. I'm sure Adrian, that kid's we fine. can't stay mad at you. Yeah, yeah. He so. won't have too many scars. Yeah, that defenseless four year old child that you beat the crap out of. Yeah. Um, okay. Next unit. What do we? What do we want to get to now? Wide receivers. Yep. <laughs> yep. What well, has happened to Cordero Patterson? Was he on the team at the end of the year? I don't remember. I think he was serving a DUI suspect. He might probably, have been. Probably. Yeah. Did they, they took him off of like punt returns for, for like Leo Lewis, I think. They just put, put old probably Leo back there. Right. Wasn't Leo a single single bar 
face mask guy? Something close to <laughs> it's it. Just about. He had, he had the two real thin ones, right? Leo Lewis is about five four. Yes, he, he is. Coaches, he coaches points. like floor hockey at Hamlin now. <laughs> really? No, he's on the Gopher athletic staff. Oh, yeah, he's a assistant athletic director for the University of Minnesota. Cool. Oh, really? Yep. Wow, I didn't know that. Yes, that's a true fact. Did, did he drive you out of the department? Or? He did. Well, he's one of the many that did. Everyone hated me. This department isn't big enough for me and Leo Lewis. And one Leo of us Lewis. is going to have clash. to go. Oh, it's me? Okay, goodbye. <laughs> um, okay, so wide receiver. Well, I don't think, I don't, it, there's probably a lot of Vikings fans that say, hey, jo- uh, Johnson looked pretty good, and Janice yeah. Wright at times has been okay, but I wouldn't lull yourself into a sense of optimism over those no. two guys being on your receiving core. Yeah, I mean, on a good day, they were league average. On a good day. On right? their best days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jennings is a huge cap number. For next year, and again, I think he had Goodbye. the 58th highest, yeah, got him. most receiving yards on the year. Uh, and big names abound on the free agency class. We mentioned Des Bryant; he probably gets franchised mm-hmm. in in, De- in uh, Dallas. Dallas they is can't line him up long term. I don't think so. Demarius Thomas, the same thing might happen to him in Denver. Although it might they, ha- depend on what happens with Peyton Manning, what they want, how much money they want to invest in a receiver if Manning only has a year or two. Left. Yeah, I just get nervous with a with a with a wide receiver who is coming from such an amazing quarterback scenario. Like, do we yep. actually know how good Demarius Thomas is? Like, Eric Decker looked amazing with Peyton. <laughs> Eric Manning. Decker was like a and legitimate then, top fifteen twenty receiver. Yeah, and then Peyton last Manning year had like ball. seven catches for the Jets. So <laughs> well, last yeah. week he had he had one good week and the rest of it was horseshit. So <laughs> you know, I I don't know. I get a, he looks like he's amazing because he's huge and he's fast, but I don't know, man. I don't know. It's not going to be as easy catching balls from Bridgewater as compared to Peyton Manning's ducks who land right in your right in your lap. Yeah. What about this one? Then you could uh, raise the ire of the aforementioned Packers. Randall Cobb is a free agent too. Oh, I'd take him any day. He's young. Mm-hmm. I like him young. Huh? That was who said that? <laughs> really disconcerting. <laughs> Listeners, you couldn't see the gleam in Brandon's yeah, eyes. I literally and jumped his out of his chair. Ooh. But it was it was well. I do talking about receivers that. By the way, I yeah, know. I like him. All right, so Cordero Patterson, where does he fit in? I, I'm I genuinely curious teams. what we think. Special teams. I mean, he's not, uh, he's not any good, right? <laughs> like six interceptions of Bridgewater's were from like three yard passes to Patterson, who just like batted them directly <laughs> into the air into the other. It was team. like it was, it was like a set in volleyball. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I've never seen anything like it. I mean. You like to think, I think at the start of the year, we were all like, well, you know, it's Turner or Zimmer or whoever. Like, you got to get this guy involved somehow, right? You got to do more end arounds, reverses, screen passes, Maybe whatever. Maybe a ratio for this guy. Yeah, I think everybody was sort of talking about that and it made sense. And as the year went on, every time you saw him out there, like, Jesus, get off the field, man. You <laughs> look like you have no clue what you're doing. Um, and then he's there, just yeah, running there's... instead of running routes, he just runs ten yards down and then yeah. gets distracted by someone. Yeah, like he's on the playground. And... Yeah, yeah, he's shooting marbles. <laughs> um, Lost his helmet for two quarters. So yeah, my expectation level at for him is is nothing for now. Right. <laughs> that the first game, that game against St. Louis, he had that awesome run, and everyone was like, yep. "Boy, this is this is the year." I, oh yeah, Cordero Patterson, he's going to be the next superstar. And then I don't think he caught and a pass. We never the rest saw of the year. him again. All right. Yep. Uh, I, I, there's also a couple other guys. I think Michael Crabtree's a free agent. Uh, is a guy that uh, uh, you probably again would expect to come in to be your number one. 
You mentioned Cecil Shorts is available. He's never had a good quarterback in Jacksonville to throw. Best throw name in ball. sports. And uh, Hakeem Nix is available too. Who? Hakeem Nix. Again, not a guy you bring in to be your number one receiver by any means, but well, uh, may fill a role. So the Vikings would, only have number four receivers right now. Fills so. a perfect role then. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to go after Cobb. I don't think it's going to happen, but that would be fucking amazing. He's really good. And the Packers have a lot of free agents this year. Oh, Ted Thompson will figure it out. Yeah. He'll sign them all. <laughs> he is a genius. He I'd is. like the Vikings to sign Jordy Nelson and John Kuhn. Not to play them, but just to make Packers fans miserable. Yeah, yeah, that would be good. It mostly worked with Favre until it Yeah, didn't. it mostly did. Yeah, 15 games. <laughs> all right, tight ends. What's next? I would say, well, I think Kyle Rudolph couldn't stay on the field Notre once he Dame. played, I think. Notre Dame. I had that in my notes, too. <laughs> uh the guys play, what, 16 games, I think, in the last two years. That's it? That's it. That's terrible. I think it's eight of the last two years that he started. Huh. All right. Again, I ex- a guy I expect nothing from ever again. And, and hopefully I'm surprised. a shit ton of money yet, too. Is he? A oh, lot boy. of guaranteed money. Why did we sign him to so much guaranteed money? He's a tight end. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, Rick Spielman. Ask your guy, Rick. Clarence, why do you think the reason was? I think there's probably two words. Sorry, yep, there we go. Get right. Oh, okay. I think our hope for next year at this position is that that Rudolph stays healthy, can actually be on the field. And uh, again, this is one of the positions I think they can't get any worse. That's true. They didn't get much out of their tight end. Who's the backup year. tight end? Red Ellison. Are you sure? He made a catch. I think. I think Dude, he made a catch. Where does Chase? He got a first down once. It was where does awesome. country music superstar Chase Ford fit into this? Dark horse. He's a dark horse. Got to have a dark horse. Is he got any options left? Can they send him back down to the practice squad or not? No, but he's on the Grand Old Opry on the main stage the next couple of days, so he'll be okay. All right, offensive line. I want to talk about how bad Matt Khalil is. Well, again, that's another position I would say couldn't get any worse, whether it was because of injuries or just complete Because Matt Khalil is terrible at football? They didn't. uh, That wasn't a real good spot for the Vikings yet this year either but he's got one more year left and I think the Vikings have to figure out is he a guy that they want to bring back they spent a high pick on him left mm-hmm. tackles don't grow on trees so is that a guy that uh, they can that can be a future part of the franchise or not but uh, one year left there uh, right now Wabi is like guys he was better at the end of the year come on guys well, a little I have better. to sit next to him on the plane ride home this is journalism that I'm doing <laughs> I'm a journalist. <laughs> it's just the oddest damn thing. I know we've talked about it on episode 37, but it's oh, just man. it's a really weird role. He's just a It's fine. He is he works for the team. He's a Boy, PR I, guy. I, I don't know why anybody's acting differently. It's fun to pull on the little on his little needle, but I thought it, Chip Scoggins he, was the PR guy. <laughs> oh. He has played that role. He has definitely oh, played that yeah. role. Spielman's building it brick by brick. Brick by brick. Oh, man. Once we ever have the uh, some free time and the energy for our Homer bracket, it's going to be really <laughs> That'll fun. be never. Yeah, of course. No, it'll never happen, but that will that will be a one seed. Yep, that's right. Yep. We've got a one seed. Ready to go. That might be all-time one seed. Who else, is anybody a free agent on the line? Uh, only the some of the backups are that we mm-hmm. saw at the end of the year with Joel Berger and Mike Harris, I think, are, are free Neither agents. Of those oh, guys we can't lose Joe players. Berger. So... 
we're gonna be we're gonna be stuck next year with the same offensive line that we started the oh. year with. That's Khalil Johnson, Sullivan, Fusco, and Lodeholt. I think well, Johnson I don't think was a free agent. It's that bad if they play at the level that. <laughs> what is Johnson not a free agent? I think he. Nope, he's got one year left of that. Oh. <laughs> Stu's delirious. Stu, Stu is laughing at your assertion that the Vikings' offensive line is not that no, bad. I said that if and I play, agree with it. If they play to no, the level no. of what they're getting paid. What they, and what they've no. done in some years previous, I think they can be at least an average. You're killing line. Stu. Stu? No, it wasn't that. What is? What are you laughing at, Stu? <laughs> the minute you said draft, Clarence said Notre Dame. <laughs> Quick draft or Sullivan? Also, I, I got my antennas up for any of it. So ready. Well, I, I had uh, uncanny impression. It's my notes on Sullivan. I had that he started every game and Notre Dame. Oh wow! Uh, if it rhymes, it must be true. Hey, little tri- well, little Vikings trivia for you guys here. Do you oh, know no. who led the team in tackles this year? Was it John Sullivan? Planted. might <laughs> be. <laughs> Patterson probably uh, had fifteen after his I'll balls got intercepted. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Bob Blanton too. Bob Blanton. Oh, I bet it was Bob Landon. Um, I'm going to go with... I'm going um, to gonna go... I don't even know what our fucking middle linebacker's Can name is. Jasper Brinkley? Brinkley. Okay. Jasper. It was, it was Bob Landon. It was, it was Bob Landon. Holy fucking shit. <laughs> yeah! There you go. That just proves leading in tackles is the most useless statistic on the planet. Now we know. And when you have a free fucking safety leading your team in tackles, you know that's a good defense right <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. Let me throw another one by. You guys are going to kick right. this one. Okay, so Everson Griffin led the team in sacks. Who is second? Um, I don't know anybody oh, else. that guy that I never Harrison remember Smith. his name. Oh. No, that... Uh, John Johnson. Anthony yeah, Barr. John Johnson, that's the one. Anthony Barr. I'm going to stick with Anthony Barr. Tom. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Johnson. Tom Johnson? Who the fuck is Tom Johnson? That's a person? What did he get arrested for? I watched every game. Didn't he get arrested for in a bar fight or something like that? Or attacking a bouncer? No, he's the host of This Old House, I think. (laughs) Yes. Him and Norm Abram just fixed up a nice colonial in Maine. (laughs) (laughs) Who's our other defensive tackle that isn't Tom Johnson? Linval Joseph? Sheree Floyd? Oh, Floyd. Floyd is who I'm thinking of. I like how you named Linval Joseph before you got to three. <laughs> Nobody could name Linval Joseph. You're the only one in the world. Oh, yeah, Linval Joseph played 12 snaps this year. Great dancer. 
You guys brought me on to talk Vikings and farming, and you did the research and the other announcement that we had too. We have to work in at some point. Oh yeah, we do have to. We do have to do the plugging, the plug part. Okay, um, let's talk about. Are we on to the defense now? Yeah, we are. We're talking defensive line. We just we just found out that Josh can name all the defensive linemen. Yeah, yeah, which is something. They all seem. I don't know who they are. Well, I think if Everson Griffin, I was surprised coming into this year, he had only started one game. Ever mm-hmm. as a Viking? Did you guys realize that? I didn't realize that. Sounds that sounds perfectly right. And they gave him $42.5 million. That confused me. Start. <laughs> Pretty weird. Oh. Pretty weird. Rick Spielman, <laughs> brick by brick. I like that. I like that start. He played seven snaps that game. Give that man a seven year contract. $42.5 million. Ah, fuck it. Ah, let's give it to him. I don't care the shit. He's the Joe Mays of the Vikings. <laughs> Yeah, or Anthony Randolph. Remember, he like played oh, yeah. four minutes a game. You're like, but if you if you <laughs> spread this out over 36 minutes, guy's scoring 25 a game, and then he scores, plays 36 minutes. He the scores, saddest like, man in the history of yes, basketball. Yes, he was. Has never oh. been anybody crying while playing. Just oh. through games, just crying. Yep, just yeah. sobbing. Saw all of his buddies die in Vietnam. Yeah, <laughs> can't get it out of his flashbacks. Head. They all died playing basketball, so that's why. All right, but I, I, I have to be. Ha- yeah, I don't know if you have to give Spielman credit. I don't think you no, do, you don't. Clarence, right? Not on this podcast. What give are we giving credit? him credit for? For signing Everson Griffin, despite for Griffin only working having one out. career yeah. start. Yeah, but he's got 11 more years left on his contract. Here's the rule, Josh. You're new here. If something worked out, then the credit goes to Zimmer. Zimmer yeah, that's, knew that's that he was going to be able to make something of him, so that's he convinced right. I'm Spielman. I'm done with this podcast. <laughs> that's right. So, good job, Zimmer. I don't think it's that hard about... We could, yeah, I think that's... A, Pretty it makes sense to Clarence. Concept. Yeah. Anthony Barr was good because Zimmer. Zimmer asked Spielman to draft him. That's right. Yep. That I didn't see coming. I thought Anthony Barr was going to be terrible. Nope, nope. Zimmer saw it. Speaking Zimmer of Barr, one thing, one thing I, I would have liked to have seen them try, and I wonder if they would have done it as the season wore on. Tackling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was just Chad Greenway. <laughs> if they would have tried moving Griffin on, on obvious passing downs, moving Griffin to the inside – and then putting Barr at defensive end. Well, they couldn't at the end of the season because Barr was hurt. hurt but yeah, <laughs> but something to, something to look for a little bit next yeah, year, maybe that yeah. could work. Uh, <clears throat> and Brian Robinson is a guy that I think has been overpaid. I've he's never terrible. liked his ceiling. Uh, as I don't like his hair. Never met a ponytail that I liked ever. No. Nope. Well, the guys from Extreme. I'm trying to think more than words. Sebastian Bach. I don't know. Well, he's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Pointail. Willie Nelson's got some pretty killer pigtails. Oh, okay, okay. I love blue eyes crying in the rain. Yeah. One of my favorites. But yeah, anyway. So Brian sure. Robinson, I think, is a guy that uh, he didn't play all that well when he was joined on the on the line with guys like Kevin Williams, mm-hmm. Jared Allen. He was the guy that would never see a double team. He didn't do well then. I don't think he's all uh, all that great now. But uh, along with Joseph and Floyd, there's there's a, a pretty large amount of dollars tied up in the defensive line already. Yeah. So this is an area that I see if we're, I think if we're going to see any improvement, it's probably going to be through the draft. And I think that's probably hmm. going to be in the mid to late rounds. Mm-hmm. Really? Uh, Joseph is still guaranteed a lot of dollars. He's only a second year of his deal. Griffin played well. We talked about that. Uh, so I don't see many changes here on the defensive line. I would, I would anticipate a similar starting front four is what we saw last year. Fair enough. So the defensive line is good enough. You think for the most part, well, other than that, Brian Robinson sucks. So change out Robinson, and we're fine. 
Okay. Possibly with the seven. I probably. feel like a dominant front four, though, is one of the keys to a good defense. And you can have just okay everything else if you've got those four that are just really But they can't. Ass. But his point is they can't because they already have too many dollars tied up. They already paid Everson yeah. Griffin $42 million. That's right. That's and right. Lynn Ball Joseph got a ton of money. Yeah, he did get a ton of money. Right. Okay. First round pick and Lynn Ball Joseph money. So I guess you just they hope that. They can't do a lot there. Right. Even if they wanted to. What so is- you know our season preview point of view uh, as fans. Um, we are assuming that everybody who had a good season will continue to have a good mm-hmm. season. And everyone who had a bad season will bounce back. Will bounce back. Yeah. So uh, we even. need, uh, of course, we need Griffin to stay good. Mm-hmm. And we need Floyd to continue developing and Joseph to maybe get a little better. better. And then just find somebody else. <laughs> Okay. Yep. Cool. I can take that. Okay. What is the NFL salary cap, by the way? I think this year it's going to be 140 million. That's 15. it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Man, isn't that weird for 53 guys? For 53 guys, and for the fact that the NFL makes more money than any other every other league combined. I know. And when the payroll isn't 400 million, wasn't there a year where they were just like, because, "Oh, uh, there's no salary cap this year," just for one random year, and then they went back to a I salary. think that's right. But then, yeah. then they were like, like "Well, next year, guys, yeah. there's a salary cap coming." So. Go the, bail, and, the players' union head is like a bale of hay. I mean, he, he just sucks. Yeah, the no union kidding. Chief is just He's a, a mop handle with a bucket upturned. Jesus Can you imagine him standing in front of a players' union meeting? All right, guys, we got nothing we asked for. I know. But at least you got some stuff taken away. Yeah. <laughs> imagine being at like... Apple the year that the um, the first iPhone came out and like good job everybody two percent raises all around yep. like, fuck you percent of you are fuck fired. all of you <laughs> and if you don't like it we will replace you with a kid out of college yep also okay. you're dying you're all gonna die pretty soon <laughs> yeah <laughs> do you have health insurance no you do not <laughs> you do not have health insurance also these iPhones are poisonous goodbye. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Okay. Uh, the NFL. Okay. Right. So the uh, the defensive line is okay. Let's go to linebackers. Yeah, I think I'm actually I feel like the linebackers are awful. Besides Anthony really Barr, awful. who I didn't even know was good, but people said he was good. I couldn't really tell a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. This is probably the weakest unit on the team. Yes, it in is. 2014. Mm-hmm. And here's where here's where you get the kick to the nuts is that oh, no. there's not much available in free oh. agency. Okay. So I think therefore the 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 point there is that this absolutely has to be a top priority for the Vikings in the draft. Draft everyone. Yes. Because First three picks on linebackers. The, the top the top linebacker available is Justin Houston for Kansas City. If he doesn't sign long-term, I would anticipate he will be franchised. Uh, there are a couple others. Uh, Justin Durant, uh, Dallas, was a guy that got injured early in the year but did show some promise. Uh, throughout his career, he's 29 years old. He's not a young guy anymore, but oh, uh, sure. a guy maybe they Fucking could take a look We're at. signing old hurt linebackers already. We're on number two, and they're already old and hurt. <laughs> it's the Spielman way. Oh no! But uh, uh, I think that number Greenway's three, Greenway's cap Taylor. number is huge. Greenway's cap number is almost nine million dollars. Got him next year. Got him. That's the third highest on the team after Peterson and Jennings. It's a him. high number for a guy who's Terrible. not any good. He'll be pheasant hunting and. November. Yeah, he's uh, Jeff Brady 2.0. We saw Cole on the weak side, and I can't figure it out. I think you guys have talked about it a little bit in the past, but Cole looks like a pro bowler in preseason. <laughs> we have, we yeah. have talked about it. Preseason in his one game. He's and our Anthony Randolph. I can't. He does it every year. <laughs> I, I can't yeah. play it out either. A couple games. Yep. It looks awesome, and then never plays again. I mean, yeah, it's like, weird. Is it like Young Young Kim? 
in the majors, like once guys see what he can do, then, then the league catches up to him. <laughs> it must be. He's a great pitcher until you see him the second time, yeah. and it's just over for poor Byung Young Adi Cole. Yeah, yeah. Who so knows? I don't know what it is there. Cole has looked good at times. I think. Yeah, right. I counting on Adi Cole. No, I good is not a good idea. And I he's agree. never faced starters. <laughs> <laughs> and Brinkley was just a complete steamy pile of dog shit. I think right. When your name, it, when your full name is two cool dog names, that's a tough. <laughs> and I, I, it's tough to overcome. <laughs> they are dog names. They're great dog names. They are. Jasper Brinkley, get, get over here. here! Yeah. <laughs> Quit humping the mailman's leg. <laughs> and I. Uh, you know, I think I actually I think I tweeted about the Vikings three times this year. Oh, wow. I don't I don't I don't tweet about sports much, but uh, one of one of the things I did tweet this year is an interesting fact about Jasper Brinkley. He's got a brother named Casper. No, yep. <laughs> Shut not the kidding. Fuck. Are they twins? <laughs> Tell me they're not twins. I don't think Tell me twins. no one in this horrible world would name their twin boys Jasper and Casper. It's too good. It's too good oh, to be true. I think Jasper should have been the Casper, though. I mean, you can't see him anywhere on the field. Yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, snap. Oh, shots fired. That is a yeah, volcano a bad, lava hot take. That was a bad <laughs> yeah. joke. No, that's good. We love bad jokes yep. here. Um, so I think you could say that Barr is the only guy that might be back next year. Brinkley's an unrestricted free agent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Greenway's got to take a huge pay cut to come back, and he may Get in the fuck out of here. If he plays for free, I would... Allow him Maybe. on the punt team. Maybe he's not going. I mean, you're not going to see him on special teams. Obviously, that's where you have your young guys play, right? Your young fast. That's guys. why yep. I think yep. he should be on special teams. Yeah, <laughs> he'd be perfect. Okay, so uh, Miko Koivu so on the fourth so line. So middle linebacker is for sure an area of need. So let me ask about cornerbacks because that would be. I again, I'm not the best football mind um, at all, but it seems to me like that I would always invest in really, really, really awesome cornerbacks. It seems yeah, like, a, like a really important role. And Xavier, I think yeah, I think we saw Xavier Rhodes. John, you mentioned yep, Rhodes. Yep, for so sure starter. He, Good. Yep. Uh, he covers tight. Uh, he comes cheap, and he plays the game well, kind of like the women I dated in college, I think. Hey-oh. Oh, 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 you are correct, sir. Back to back. I love it. I love it. Those are harder than good jokes. (laughs) We're on page three of Josh's notes, and he's just getting punchy. (laughs) Oh fuck! Uh, What's the deal with special teams? Munnerlin is a guy. Not so special, are they? Huh? Anyone? Munnerlin is a guy. I think that he's he too has a big cap number. He's he's owed almost four million dollars next year. He's a Zimmer guy, right? He went out and got him. Okay. Yep. Uh, But talk about bad jokes. I was reading. Somebody on VikingsJournal.com, and what they said was, Captain Munnerlin demoted himself to private this year with his poor play. Oh, boy. <clears throat> that's got a sting. I'm in case that person See, is... That's the problem. That's way it worse of a joke because he had times to a time to think about <laughs> yeah, it. It wasn't just Write it down house. and then press send. I whereas like, you know, we're, I'm yeah. keeping that in. Yeah. I think this is, send. this is a position along with wide receiver, which is the deepest in the free agency class this year. Mm-hmm. And so as they... As Finagle their way on this on the payroll, whether that involves getting rid of Greenway, maybe cutting Peterson, maybe even letting Munderland go. Uh, and I sure as hell hope that Josh Robinson doesn't find his way back on the field again in uh, yeah. 2015. Oh, is he bad? I, I honestly don't yes. know. Is he bad? Okay. Let me ask you a question <laughs> about cornerbacks um, because I, I don't really understand it. Um, and I could just be coming up with exceptions, but it seems like it's a really important position. And guys who are amazing at it are like Daryl Revis and... Um, 
you, you know them. They become household names. Different than like linebackers or whatever. I couldn't name the top five linebackers in the league or whatever. But it seems like it's also sort of a um, – depends on what, what system you're in to be really good. Like I'm just thinking of Namdi Asuma. Remember that guy? was like this all-world best in the league, goes to a different team, and he's fucking useless. Uh, Kerry Rhodes was another defensive back who was unbelievable and then like never played again. And these Fred Smoot. because well, he was, he was in Rand, like uh, Ozzy Osbourne's band. He like played the solo on Crazy Train. Oh, the helicopter crash. Oh Jesus! Oh no, that's Randy Rhodes. I'm oh sorry. Randy. Ooh. Um, sorry. Randy sorry. Rhodes was the DH for the Twins a few years back, right? No, it's yes, Randy Ruiz. Ruiz. <laughs> Randy Ruiz. There you go. Um, but it's weird to me because it seems like such, it seems like one thing that would be like system proof to be just an amazing cornerback. But I don't I don't really understand the position because it's I don't know. I just feel like there's been so many examples of these guys going to a different I don't know what it is. Cover two, three, four. I don't even know what the fuck any of those mean. But going to a different system and then being useless as his cornerback. It's weird to me. But does that happen? Is that a thing? I'm looking at Josh. Yeah, and and uh, you bring up a good point. And I don't, unfortunately, I don't have it. A- Great answer for you, but I think okay. proof might be someone. Josh, you don't that. need a great answer. But, this is the sport. I think podcast. what we can do is, is I, I bored myself with trust, the question. Don't worry about it. We can trust Zimmer to put a system in place mm-hmm. uh, that'll that will continue to bring out maybe the best in this player. It sounds really cliched, but yeah, it right. sure does. Yeah, um, yeah. I, well, anytime you you uh, you take a defense from twenty fourth in the league to twenty second in the league in just one short year, you got to say this is a guy that I trust. You know, okay, I, okay, fine, gotta, fine, fine, fine. I him, retract the statement. You gotta I don't want to get into this pass. with you. He had Cad Greenway on his team all year, <laughs> and Jasper Brinkley, and Jasper, Brinkley. and Bob Blanton was his leading tackler. Bob Blanton, <laughs> and Tom Johnson was the second. He came into camp and he said, "You know what? I'm going to build this defense around Bob Blanton." <laughs> Can you imagine that? <laughs> that's first my day right personnel there. meetings, right? Who do we got at safety? Well, we got Harrison Smith. Oh, that's good. All right, he's and good. then we got Bob Lynn. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Bob Lynn? Did my taxes last year? <laughs> oh, you tried out for the team. Hey, Bob. What does he do? He fucking made it. The think... NFC North reckoning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it never yeah, gets old. That's good. Oh, that's good. good. He was, I think he was the leading tackler. He was the leading missed tackler, which means he's got a nose for the ball. He's always yeah. around. Yeah, he's, he's always there. He's just doesn't do anything with it, but yeah, he's around. Who else do they have at safety <laughs> besides Smith and Bob? Just hands at his side, helmet, flop, flop, flop. <laughs> takes a few pulses on the turf. Uh, no one that no one? can even develop into Fair anything enough. decent. Nothing. Okay. Nothing. So is um, cornerback a bigger need than linebacker? I absolutely, I think. Okay. I don't, I, quarterback is? I'm, I'm sorry. No, I think linebacker. I'm sorry, Brent. I think linebacker is the single biggest need. Okay. I was going to say cornerback. So we'll we'll see. I think. Well, I think they're both big needs, and I think I think linebacker is first and second. For I me. think linebacker is probably mm. where they should go with their or first maybe pick. left tackle. That helps you um, probably be more versatile, right? With um, and then also Not with being blitzing. Terrible. <laughs> I just I, so it's hard because like, yeah. Okay. I'm just trying to think. Like, I know exactly what a defensive line does. You know, I know exactly what cornerbacks do, and linebackers seem to be more, a little bit more versatile. So, um, yeah, okay. All right. So I would say, say to, to, to recap the defense there. I think that uh, the good thing for the Vikings is that the the deepest free agent position in the league is either receiver or corner. Mm-hmm. Clearly, the Vikings have a need. Okay. And uh, uh, I think that they're likely to target 
a linebacker in the first round, maybe the second round as well. So sign a corner, maybe two receivers, draft 19 linebackers. Should be okay. Then you're right there. Yeah, I think Stu. Then Stu's 10-6 and six and a wild card is right in the ballpark. Does Mike Prefer need to yeah, draft another kicker or a punter this year? I don't, just like on Twitter, I don't comment on guys that are politically charged. <laughs> I'm staying out of that rabbit. You know, I um, was looking actually up. actually the least inflammatory Twitter feed of all. I'm not getting into him. I was into looking shit. into, um, you guys know I love Football Outsiders <clears throat> and DVOA. Um, and we had the 10th uh, best special teams in the NFL. <laughs> that sucks. I want them to be terrible because I hate them so much. I'm sorry. But that's pretty decent. So, that fucking blows. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. I hate it when, like, my premonition or my opinion is wrong. You looked up and you're like, come on. I know. 30 seconds. 30 seconds. No, oh, it's 10. I didn't want to bring it up even. So, I was like, I want to believe that Prefer is totally clueless. Luckily, the sport of podcast is all about facts. We yeah. report, you decide. That's yeah. what we say. Yeah, that's so true. Um, okay, so to summarize, uh, what would you do with your first three picks in the draft, position-wise? Our name. <laughs> Get it right. Besides getting it right, I think probably Christian line- Potter, linebacker, first round linebacker. And I, this is without looking at yeah, the yeah. guys that are yeah. available because person again, agnostic. If you, I, I again, like I said, I know more about high school football. There is no point at looking who's going to be available. Given it this time last year, we were saying, "Well, Bridgewater will go number one for yeah. sure." Well, we fucking and he lost the bridge. Thirty second, thirty yeah. second. Remember, every time they won a game, we'd get out here and be like, "Motherfuckers, yeah, we it. lost him. He, he's gone, man. He's gone." Yeah, so, linebacker Brandon. I would say probably. I wouldn't be surprised if there's an offensive ta- uh, potentially a guy that could play tackle for him mm-hmm. in the top three picks. And then maybe a cornerback. Okay, Those cool. Be, that'd be my guess. I totally agree. Nothing that'd be the same the exact way. Draft. Fourth round running back. I want back. them to draft eight offensive linemen. I, all I want them to do is protect Teddy. That's all I want. <laughs> so you think Zimmer is going to be able to make chicken salad on the defense and just protect Teddy on the can. offense? Yep. He's going to kick Spielman out of the draft room, out of the war room. I call it the war room. Yeah, I you do. I don't, not a term a lot of people. <laughs> You're a big gridiron guy. He's going to kick him out of the war room and say, "Rick, I got, I got the defense. You, you just, you go get some coffee or something." Okay, so you want him. offensive line first three picks, Clarence? I want all seven, all eight picks, all ten, however many picks they have this season, all offensive line. <laughs> I and mean, all three agents. The idea of like a camera in the war room, and it's just Zimmer all by himself, and just <laughs> continuing to pick offensive linemen is just the greatest thing <laughs> in the whole world. He's banging on the door. He's taking, he, there's no way he's ta- he just took another fucking left tackle. <laughs> All by himself, just spit and chew into a just coffee mug. <laughs> drinking black coffee out of a styrofoam cup. Yeah. All by himself, not moving at all. He's got one 3 by 5 index card with just like 20 guys' names written on it, just crossing it off. Nope. All right, we'll take this guy. Uh, I would love that. I think that would be the fucking funniest thing in the whole world. I think that would be great. Um, yeah, I would go um, cornerback, offensive tackle, linebacker in that order. John? I would go, given how there's apparently no linebackers available, we're going to go linebacker first, then a Matt Khalil replacement, then another linebacker. And then you take Khalil and you move him somewhere else? Like no, left I already guard? said. We borrow oh, a you wanted to murder him. That's and right. we shoot him into space. That's right. Yeah. You want to do, uh, give him the old Wally treatment. Yep. 
Uh, okay, Stuart, what do you think? What are your thoughts? Um, what did Josh say? Oh, you want to just whatever he said? Yep. Okay. He okay. did research. He did. He, he said he had like a whole page written down. One page, Stu. He's got three or four. And I got to tell you, he's got two different colors of ink in his notebook. He's got fact yeah. and opinion. He has <laughs> two more pages of preparation for this show than Rick Spielman has done for any draft he's been he's been involved in. Notre Dame. Christian Butter. <laughs> I yeah. figured Spielman's listening, and maybe I could. Maybe this yeah. would be my furiously addition. taking notes. No, that's Jim Suhan. He's doing the furious. That's right. Spielman's that's right. like, God, this does seem like right a lot now. Of Jim work. Suhan's like linebacker, cornerback? <laughs> question mark. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Um, as I don't far as get them, the Notre Dame joke, but <laughs> Notre Dame. Yeah. I guess they like that one. Um, as far as them um, overall getting better, I think we've talked about it a little bit. You know, obviously, it seems like, and you'd think that they're going to get better because in their some of their big positions, um, they're young, so that's good news, and they have money to spend and all that, and a good draft pick. But um, they also have a really a uh, lot harder schedule next year, so they might be better and have the same record. Um, so I, I just wonder if fans will actually appreciate the difference because they. They had a better. I think they had a better record this year than they were in the league. <laughs> you don't get to play. I don't the think NFC they were seven and nine every team. year. Yeah, I don't think they were a seven and nine team. Um, so that'll kind of that might kind of sting to technically be a little better and go six and ten. Yeah. Yeah. Well. well yeah. At least they're not the Timberwolves. I do. Somebody say fuck it and go make Bloody Mary mix in the garage. That's right. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, okay. So I think that that should do it for Vikings talk, right? Yep. Do we have uh, farm talk? We do, do have, have farm talk. What do we first? Uh, first, I want to plug something that Josh is involved with that he told me about. Remind me of the web address. Yeah. Baseballbums.com? That's right. Um, but it's not about butts, so don't even go there, Clarence. I'm out. Remember the podcast where we looked up butts.edu at the end of the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> butts.co.uk and stuff, just to see if any of them were taken. Take straight to Mankato State. <laughs> so anyway, tell us about this site. You yeah. were This is just launching in a couple of weeks. Yeah, right? I think uh, we, we're kind of in our conditioning stage right now. We All hope right. to launch by uh, the time. We hope to report by the time the pitchers and catchers do. I guess we could put it that way. Mm. Baseballbums.com. Uh, me and three of my buddies are are kicking this off. Uh, as you guys know, I wrote for the Vikings for eight years. I missed it a lot. You were the original lobby. I I, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I, I original <laughs> lobby. That fuck you, John. <laughs> oh dubs. Josh and I are no longer friends. Oh dubs. <laughs> uh, so yeah, a few of my buddies got together. Like usual, the, good, the best ideas are put together over way too many beers. Yep. And that's what happened here with this blog. We were sitting around about a year ago. And said, uh, "Let's start a baseball blog." I know there's just a, there's a load of them out there, but uh, I think so. What what will you see here? I can't tell you how it will be a lot different than the others, but uh, what I can tell you is that two of the guys did play high level college ball. One is a high school football coach at a, I would say, a prominent program. Here it's in Mike Grant the metro area. It's Mike Grant. Oh, Mike, cool. And, uh, I've heard of him. Baseball. I'm sorry, football. Co- or did I say football. Yeah, baseball coach. I'm sorry. It's still Mike Grant. He I'm coaches sorry. baseball. <laughs> I don't know if he's coaches. Baseball. I'm sorry, a baseball coach. And, uh, uh, is it Terry Steinbach? It's not Terry Steinbach, no. I thought he was New Elms coach. Is he New Elms coach? I don't know. Do you still play? Does he play? I don't know. Terry Steinbach? I don't think got a job. I don't think where, so. Where do you where twins, land? And then he, oh, yeah. That's right. He was with the Twins last year. Yeah, he? he was with the All Twins. Right. I'm sorry I interrupted. <laughs> is he still doing that job he had 45 years ago? <laughs> is he still playing town ball, Brad? Yeah. No. No, I don't think so. We don't, we don't play New Elm anymore. Are you going to play this year? Yeah, I'm still playing. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Are you going to be that 52-year-old guy who's still pitching? 
You know, this is Harris? pathetic. I'm so I'm 34, which is young, but it's old in baseball terms. Yep. Um, I'm gonna get a uh, uh, a procedure done on my elbow so I can really go this year. Yeah. Are we talking Tommy John or just I it had out a little bit? I had it. You had Tommy John. Jeez. Oh, jeez, yeah. yeah. look at that scar. Um, no, I'm gonna get the platelet-rich. Plasma. No, you're not. Injection. Oh, that's not true. Yeah, that is fucking, not a true statement. I fucking. This Quit. is why I shouldn't have drinking an abrasive before. Yeah. Quit yanking our chain. I swear to God, I'm getting it. It's supposed to help. I am so impressed. Right it's now. like a, a healthy cortisone shot. So for me, I'm going to use it to get through a summer of playing baseball. And we'll see what so happens. All these other teams are just old college baseball players are just farting around, and then you got Minnetonka. Who's out there paying guys to have platelet surgery in the offseason? Yeah, it's pathetic. How much are they paying you to get that done? They're paying me a full zero dollars. <laughs> that's coming right out of my pocket. So, and that's about what I'm getting paid to be here tonight? Is that? Oh, is yeah. That Sorry. Uh, you might want to drink another beer if you're really yeah. excited about well, that. Well, you brought 12 and you've drank two. So, yeah, you're in the hole. <laughs> I'll tell you, I, uh, we will happily give you every dollar of revenue we make out of this podcast. Okay. I'll just forward it right to you. <laughs> it's okay. absolutely fine with me. Yeah, let's hope you make more on baseball bums than we've been able yeah. to do. Sell so, advertising so or something. I I... <laughs> it might take work. We've never been interested in work on this podcast. Not a fan. No. Uh, but no, just to wrap it up there, it'll, it'll be baseballbums.com is the domain. Probably a pretty good mix of esoterics as well as analytics. Mm, so I like that tagline. So, some, some guys that, uh, a couple of the guys that are writing do subscribe to the analytics more All right. than the other two. Good. Versus the other guys are whatever I see is how it is. Do you mm. guys have a Twitter a Twitter feed? We just started one as well. All right. Uh, there's one follower so All right. far. So oh, I want to be the second one to follow. At, at baseballbums. All right. Pretty We're going to find that. Uh, there'll be a mix of fantasy stuff. We'll do some predictions. I think what you'll probably see quite a bit of on the on, on the site is talking about techniques and fundamentals of the game. Uh, managers' decisions, GMs' decisions, obviously all critical because it's no fun to praise. No. And uh, uh, some sarcasm, some satire. I'm sure it'll be nowhere near as good as Stu's. Uh, but three, I think uh, uh, three of the four of the guys that are doing this majored in political theory in college oh boy and so you'll probably have a fair amount of philosophizing on that oh boy but not 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 super deep like one of the articles i'm working on is how much could scherzer have demanded if he was willing to go year to year to year Mm. you know you some of the yeah mercenary some of the talk out of 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 washington and and this is the last point i'll shut up but some of the talk out of washington is i think their 89 year old owner maybe spent a little more money this year than what he would have otherwise this offseason because he wants to see a, a because you're going to die right yeah. and so it, it, god bless him and that's a of course a, a you know one scenario but if you had a guy like scherzer who was willing to say i don't care about the injury risk i'm going to go year to year and the teams were paying for him just to come and help them win a championship as opposed to sign him for seven years when you might only be competitive for Two of them? Yeah. Maybe three? Right. What could a player like that command? As an example of an article, that's one that I'm working on right now. So what could a player like that that was willing to give away the guaranteed dollars have to be compensated in the short term or annually to take that risk? Nice. And there's you know, there's all sorts of other things that factor into, but that's that just one of the like articles. Something I would on. like to read. You guys should try to take down those twins daily fucks. Just silence. Garbage. <laughs> just absolute <laughs> silence. Is he Garbage. <laughs> They're the worst. Three, I'd say three of the four guys either uh, also do some other some regular writing in their day jobs, and so uh, hopefully it'll be somewhat comprehensible. So yeah. thanks, thanks for letting me plug that. Right. Baseballbombs.com. All right. Well, now you have three Twitter followers, by the way. That's awesome. So 
<laughs> it's exciting. It's exciting it time. All right, do you have anything you want to say about Farm Talk, or should we just go to the hashtag I, Farm I, Talk I, questions? I don't have anything. Except Clarence, do you have any Farm Talk questions? No. Okay, good. The only thing I'll have to say about Farm Talk is uh, uh, that uh, I was right last week on the whole curly fries piece. Yeah, I was having trouble deciding who was the winner on that one. What, whether they're good or bad? No, Clarence was saying everyone should have curly fries, and I think your point was... I did was, not say that. What did you say? That if McDonald's could pull it off and do it right, they would make a lot of money. And what was your point, Josh? That the curly fry market is not underserved. That's true. You don't think there's more demand? You don't think there's a pent-up demand I, for more curly fries? I don't. No, for well-done curly fries was the key that Josh just conveniently kept glossing over. But you have to admit, if you went to McDonald's and they had fries and much. curly fries, you would probably get the curly fries more often than that. You would try them. Right? You would try them. But, but, well, but who knows? It was the impact Are these the some hypothetical market? better curly fries than I've ever had before? Yeah. So I think I'll take regular McDonald's fries over Wait, any curly fries I've ever had. you not like curly fries? You may try them. Um, I mean, are we talking yeah, about you, like those you eat orange toilet for lunch? You don't. Yeah, they're always orange. Uh, which God toilet. bless you for it. I, but you don't count. Your opinion doesn't count. <clears throat> well, listen. I try to just save my taste buds for the important times. I still appreciate really, really good food. I just know that at lunch, no, you I'm not don't. Gonna, you I'm don't not... like Thanksgiving food. That's true. <laughs> that I think Thanksgiving food tastes like shit. No, it tastes wonderful. I like uh, good steaks and good pizza and good sushi. I like good food for sure. Oh man! Are we talking Why about, are we having another like, food? Are we talking about those show. those like orange yes. curly fry things? Those are like weirdly fried and a, they don't have very good taste. Why are they orange? I don't know. They taste like shit to me. Well, and, and part of the point as well, I think. Was, I've seen tur- curly fries though that have like they look like regular fries, but they're just curly. Right? Those are things, aren't they? Yeah. Those are fine, but if those weird orange ones are the things. Like I'm tapping out on those. No, thank you. Well, I think another part of the argument was is what would it do to the potato market? In mm-hmm. my opinion, was it'll be neutral because you're not picking a Granny Smith you're cannibalizing. or a curly fry. Yeah. You're, doing this, you're either going to pick a curly fry or a regular fry. Yeah, you're cannibalizing you the market. The curly fries and the regular fries are perfect substitutes for each right. other. Yes. That's yeah, that And my point was anytime McDonald's enters the marketplace with a new product, it sends a shockwave through that sector. That's probably yeah, remember true. when Starbucks went out of business, when McDonald's did a big thing about uh, coffee? <laughs> And in the McRib had shockwaves to the pork industry. It does. It's, it's the McDonald's effect. But the point There's is, no is pork that in a McRib. I think the big, but it wouldn't have an impact on the potato market. It might have an impact on impact on the spice market for what's spiced on the curly fries. But I don't think the it oil an market, on the potato market, the orange oil market. I think I don't want to argue about okay. French fries anymore. <laughs> I don't either. But the, yeah, that does the McRib. The McRib didn't have a shockwave effect on the spice market. It had it on the pork market, even though there's probably more cardboard in the McRib than pork. It still had a profound effect on the pork market. This is one of those conversations that you get into, and halfway through you're like, ah, I don't want to be honest. And you just keep going. going. And I do it all the time, too. Like on Twitter, I'm like, this is fucking stupid. Every conversation uh, you have with Clarence, you're like, how do I get out of I know. Of what am I? <laughs> exit. Exit strategy. Yeah, exit do? strategy. Is there an in this conversation? But I got to save face. I can't just be like, you win. I have to like try to somehow. You could just not tweet. I know. Yeah. It doesn't work with Clarence. He's tenacious. He's yeah. a pit bull. Yeah, it's true. I'll just tell Plant a small, little, tiny, innocent-looking seed. Hey, how how are things? How, how's it going? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so 
seven minutes later. Boom. <laughs> yep. Netanyahu is a saint, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Yeah. You're, All of a sudden, I'm here. defending the, the band because of their association with Neil Young. <laughs> and I'm like, how the fuck did I... How did I... What? Man, you guys are making me out to be fucking Pol Pot here. <laughs> Pol Pot makes his way in regularly. Yeah, of course, of course. No, that's fine. You don't like curly fries, and you and Pol Pot can go hang out. <laughs> yeah. Bill Belichick fucking murdering people, and no one pays attention. Yeah. No, that's fine. No he, one talks murder. Yeah, yeah I'll, I guess shoulders. I'll be the only one. Little shrug your shoulders, smiley face guy. <laughs> We've got we've got some farm talk questions here for Josh. I just want to start in. I think Clarence should chime in on some of these too. He doesn't have that much less experience. My grandparents I, are farmers, so I can also right, chime in. I've spent some some time on a farm. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna change this question from David in a little bit. Did you meet your wife on FarmersOnly.com? No, but again, remember, guys, and this is maybe for the for the older listeners. It was the advice of this very podcast that helped me land that lass. Ooh, remember that? What did we say? I tweeted you guys a bunch of questions, and you answered them. Oh, that's episode. right. <laughs> I forgot amazing. that episode. <laughs> yeah, oh, this is the first time we've done Q and A in so long. I forgot we ever yeah. used to do it. Yeah. All right, we got three questions from our good friend and ice fishing expert Rob Boland at Drop Shot Bob on Twitter. Mm. Uh, question one: Can you rate vodkas for Bloody Mary uses? You know, this is a Bloody uh, Mary expert. Josh was describing before we started about his method for making Bloody Marys. It was impressive. And it's not just buy the bottle off the shelf and then throw a beef stick and some pepper jack cheese in there and call it good. It involves food processors and... Burning the skin off the tomatoes. There's a churn in there somewhere. What was the churn? Like like a filter, a colander for canning. Stu has seen it. I have seen it. It's amazing. It's the most amazing process ever, and I just want to drive to your house and watch it. You can. I'm going to. We can, we can do another Let's episode. Go. Let's go there. right now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to be at work. Okay, no, so I, best what I say is What I say is the vodka is, is, is you can't have a crap vodka, like Taka or something. Yeah. No right? Phillips no, is what you're saying. But, but Barnowl. Barnowl. <laughs> Silver Wolf. <laughs> as long as it's it, Silver the, Wolf. the, the, it's the gasoline, vodka doesn't actually. matter. Nor do the beef stick, nor does the cheese. Yep. It's all, that, that's all the show. The go is the Bloody Mary mix itself. Mm. And so just a mid-level vodka. Don't break the budget. He's got a good craft beer you can buy. Don't break the budget on vodka for your Bloody Mary. That's if you good. have a good Bloody Mary mix, that's vodka shouldn't It's good to know much. what to spend your money on and what not to, you know? Abrasive. So that's a good one. Spend your money on Spend your money on abrasive. abrasive, yes. All right, question two from Bob. Uh, John Deere International Harvester. What was the first one? John Deere. Never heard of it. Oh. That's a hot tractor take right <laughs> oh, there. Shade. Oh, that's going to upset some people. <laughs> An hour 25 into a podcast that no one listens to to begin with. <laughs> and we're talking about tractors. I'm not too worried about it. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> Trust me. Question you three. just wait. You just wait we for the shitstorm tomorrow. He tweets about this, yes. <laughs> Question three from Bob. Is Clarence a wiener? Have you ever met Clarence in real life? I have. Is One he a wiener? Time. One time. Oh, if you met him in real life, he was probably just the most regular, normal, <laughs> yeah. friendly, the dude nicest in the guy world. ever. He's actually a, a pastor. You're like, you know, would you maybe <laughs> yeah. babysit you know, my kids? For pastor a while? Swamp Town. When I, when I met Clarence, it was kind of through Twitter. We decided we we're going to get together, and Stu was there too. I was Boulder Tap House of St. Joe, a couple others. Yeah, Mike Johnson at MJ Johnson too, and uh, so we kind of set this up through Twitter, and my fiance at the time called me and said. 
You are not going to go meet at Randball Stew and at C Swamp Town on Twitter. Seriously, are you? You're, you're going to get fucking raped. <laughs> like, I think these guys are kind of, especially that Clarence, he's kind of crazy. Yeah. Because of them personally or just because she like didn't trust internet friends? I think it was internet friends, but also, okay. I mean, yeah. let's, My wife judged me for a long so time. Still does, so. actually. Yeah, a little bit still. When your wife is like, hey guys, you can just hear the disdain in her voice. From yeah. Like, the air quotes hey, around guys friends. wasn't very nice. Hey, guys. <laughs> All right. Um... Paul Coplitz at PKA622 uh, wants to know, do you have a daughter asking for a friend who's a traveling salesman? I do not have any children. Right, there you nope, go. No. That is a... Uh, is that a Mr. Show reference? Or is that no, just that's an old school joke reference. Okay, so. there was also Mr. Show did a reenactment of the, the Milky Machine. That's the Milky Machine joke, right? I think probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This um, thing don't shut off till she gets 80,000 gallons. That's yeah, the punchline. Yeah. Uh, they turned that into a fucking, like seen a musical and it was one of the greatest Stu, have you seen that yes i have it is great it was it's one of the 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 one of my favorite 10 minutes ever put on on television so watch mr show right. season yes. one or two i don't remember but it's the fucking two i think it was season two. Oh, the milk machine is a character God. <laughs> it's good all right Kristen at came moondahl what is the fastest you have ever gone in a combine, and did you feel alive? Four. Right, you, went, you went four. Yep. That thing was up to 11 miles an hour. Faster than I can run. I've driven one of those. Have you that really? Does that surprise you? Yeah. It does. Yep. That just surprised me a little. Yep. This is one of those things like you played hockey for 14 years. It's just like, no, you didn't. Yeah, I clearly Liar. like have gone way too far with this sort of like half character of mine of some sort of Poochie, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Poochie. Like, actually, yeah, no, my grandparents are farmers. I've driven a combine. It was <laughs> what's, fun. For, what's the like, fastest you've ever gone 30 on a combine? Seriously, like five miles an hour. I don't know. Did they even go faster? It was just to basically like drive this thing straight, you know, so make you, sure you stay in the whatever. You were like alone? No, no, no. No, I was okay. with uh, my grandpa. Yeah. Okay. Which would win in a drag race, a Zamboni or a Combine? <laughs> that's, that's a good question. Clarence? There's only one way to find combine. out. Combine. combine. I'll meet you guys at Cannon Falls Ice Arena in an hour and a half. What is a Zamboni no top out at? place, John. Cannon Falls Ice <laughs> Arena. They also There's no rink in Cannon Falls? thing I've ever heard. How much money do you think they have? Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> All right. Um, Tim Fredrickson, at Tim Fredrickson. Thoughts on MP- pretty clever Twitter handle. Really. I know, it's it's genius. Thoughts on MPP in practice in light of recent milk market activity. Oh boy, you guys don't. You, that's a highly what's MPP? Question. Oh good, then um, let's skip it. They, yeah, I just skipped it. milk protection program. You don't care, fucking care. Milk protection. Care. What's happening in the milk market? Milk, milk has just tanked. Really? Yeah. Yeah. No one's drinking should, it. It should be cheaper. More production. You should, which should be your milk, your cheese, and your your butter will be cheaper in 2015 than 2014. Oh, good. That's all you need to know. I, I don't like buy any of those things. things. You don't buy any cheaper of those pizzas. Things? Well, See, I mean, this is for what my kids, I don't. I don't, that, I don't. We say that you don't appreciate good food. All of those are objectively awesome. I don't drink and milk. Like, I, don't I don't eat drink, cheese. Why don't you drink milk? Uh, mean, if I'm, you're lactose intolerant, that's fine. I am lactose intolerant. So right. am I. I mean, I think everybody's a little bit lactose intolerant. Probably, but Jesus, yeah. I'm more so than most people. All right, I'm enough. not yeah. sure on the cheaper pizzas, though, Clarence, with the uh, high meat prices. Maybe cheaper cheese pizzas. That could be. Yeah. Uh, it's the MPP stuff. That's the farm, the new farm bill. I don't get it. Just you don't get it. I, I don't the farmers that do it, nobody gets it. 
it's too damn confusing. I don't you know, get any. You know, I said somebody, I went to a couple seminars on it, and I said, you know, back when you're in ninth grade algebra and you're going, when am I going to use this shit? That's when you're <laughs> going to use that shit. <laughs> Figuring yeah, out the milk protection program. I, I went to one to it. Your head is spinning around. Yeah. I don't I don't fucking get it. Oh. I don't want to get it. <laughs> I want right. to retire. Brian Kapsner at CapsNMB001. Doesn't matter. How about a one, three, and five year outlook on potato futures? I think that was part of the curly fry. We got that covered. So yep. it all depends on whether McDonald's introduces curly fry. No, yeah. it doesn't depend on whether. They, no, we it have one opinion that, that says uh, it's, can, it. it's going it to cannibalize the market. Does. Clarence thinks that there is some pent up demand for potatoes that would happen if curly fries came aboard. Exactly. I and have I a budget of X amount of calories I can spend on fucking French fries, and if curly fries come out, I'm not going to double it because I love curly well, fries you. so much. You're the, America's food habits do not yeah. mirror Brandon Broxy's food It habits. does have I to be said that you cannot that. speak for anyone when it comes to eating practice. Okay, John, I'll direct this to you. If curly fries come out, are you going to double your, your potato consumption? How good are the curly fries? McDonald's. They're it's just... Fucking McDonald's okay. is doing How good can it be? It's McDonald's perfects them. It's fucking salty. Let's say McDonald's perfects them. But it's curly. That was a, I might that's, eat that's more fries. The whole damn thing you might eat more. hinges on. That doesn't yeah. sound like a crater industry shaking. If McDonald's starts selling crinkle cut fries, then we'll talk. There you go. That makes more sense to me. <laughs> then we'll talk. Crispy. Fine. Then let's say they're crinkle cut fries. Would more people go and get them? I'm not prepared to have this conversation. I, I need to go out and do an analysis. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's um, not going to top my Soylent. Mmm. Mm, that's lovely Soylent. Mmm. Spooge. Um, at WX Dave. Is it truly common farm practice to brand the sheep the kick, or is that only a Stearns County thing? That's a fucking stupid question. go fuck <laughs> How dare you is another way of saying it. Inappropriate. How dare you. And uh, Joey White, and actually all of us, want to hear the story about how you got your whole softball team thrown out of a game. Oh. Recently? You guys really want to hear this story? I do want to hear yeah. this story. No, I think it was 2007. We're on hour three, so what the fuck? <laughs> I'll make it quick. <laughs> it's so, the sport of truth. Nobody's listening anyway. So... So back, I think it was 07, buddy of mine and I, we worked at the same company. It was a, a lending institution. And we went out for a late lunch, about 2.30. We get to the bar. Bears we, went, we went out for lunch. And the bartender says it was at Trobex in St. Stephen. Stu, I think you know the location. Uh, yes, I do. And Ray Trobeck, the owner, comes up and he says, uh, what do you guys want to drink? And we're out for lunch, right? And so <clears> I look <throat> at old Ray and I say, you know what? I'll take a Coors Light. And we have to go back to work, of course, go for lunch. And uh, my buddy says, you know what? Then I'll do a Bud Light. So both of us, of course, call our boss and say, we're not coming back to work. Something mm-hmm. something came up. Yep. And we had a 6.30 softball game that night at the Upper Deck in Sartell. I imagine some of the listeners probably have heard of it or played at it. Pretty popular place for softball in central Minnesota. And we had a 6.30 game. So we had about a four-hour head start on the beer drinking that oh, night. Oh, Jesus. And uh, our team was pretty good. Uh, we, we won... Most years we played out there. But there's the one team, and you know the team. Blue Star Plumbing was the name of the team. You you know these guys if you played softball. Blue Star Plumbing. BSP? They oh, shit. They love softball. The Minnetonka Millers of softball. They love yes, Wednesday. They, they love get softball. fucking procedures as adults to continue <laughs> playing adult sports. And you, you know <laughs> the guys. They got, yep. they got the tattoos. They got the earrings. They got the matching pants. They got the jerseys. Yep. They got the, the PRP. They got the play <laughs> They got the Oakley Blades. Yeah, I mean, they they live for Just Wednesday night softball. It. 
Feeling and uh, it. they were our, our biggest rivals for sure. What really pissed these guys off is our team was a bunch of hunyucks who didn't care at all if we won or lost, really. Just a bunch of red asses. We were just out there to drink beer. Yep. Really. And uh, and so they hated playing us because we we were the top team, they were second team. And we had these guys this night. And they were up on us, I think, in the fourth inning, 15-1. to one. I think after four, it's <laughs> the 15 The lowest scoring softball four. game in the history of softball games. And uh, Pitchers so, so they had just about 15 run us. <laughs> we had a couple runners on. I was the pitcher for our team. You were bad. I was what? You were bad that night, right? I was bad that night. Yeah, I was getting yeah, rocked. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I was getting rocked. And uh, and so the first, it was uh, no courtesy foul there. So he started yeah. out, you know, two one count, no courtesy foul. And so uh, uh, first pitch, the guy fouls it off. So he's got to be attentive now. And he's got one foot in the box and one foot outside of the box. And uh, he he's got his girlfriend who's got even more tattoos than he does. Mm-hmm. And his buddy's over there. And he says, all right, guys, you know, I'm going to launch this one right out of the effing park. But he still has his one foot in the box, never called time. So I'm on the pitcher's mound, and I quick pitch him. Right, quick pitch him. Yep. Which, if you played softball, there's one thing that'll piss a guy off is if he gets quick pitched. Oh yeah, timing's right. off, bro. He never called time, so I quick pitched it to try to get a called strike. Well, it was a ball. And he's pissed because <laughs> you've been point. drinking since two thirty. Sure. Yeah. It went he's, over the backstop. He's really <laughs> on the I got you. And, and he says he looks at me and he says, "Hey, pitcher, you do that again, I'll take your fucking head off with it." Like he's going to come middle, right? Okay. So do I do? Overhand fastball right down the pipe. As fast as I can fucking throw it. Right down the pipe. Adam, he erupts. He charges the mound. No. Yes, charges the mound. We've got 15 guys from each team in the middle of the, middle of the softball field along with Seven just really ugly girlfriends. <laughs> also on the field. They're fake purses hitting um, people. Players come running in. Finally, get a, there's a lot of shoving going on. It all breaks up, and, and, and everybody's kind of backing up a little bit. And the umpire says, all right, throwing your whole team out of the game. Wow. He's ending it. Game's over. <laughs> and our first baseman, a big guy, a real big guy, says, you know what? You wouldn't have this problem if you would have taken over the game or if you wouldn't sub every other week for these guys, which he did, which is mm-hmm. par for the course of the upper deck. Sure. And he says, we're not leaving. And the ump says, well, then we'll call the cops because you're in a trespassing. <laughs> call the cops. We ain't leaving. Call them up. Call them up. <laughs> call them up. Here, I'll dial a nine yeah. and the one. You dial the one, yeah, the one when phone. you're ready. And you can tell them that we got a serious incident out here at the upper deck. You know, these guys aren't leaving after the bench. The softball team will leave the softball field. <laughs> they quick pitched me, man. Get him out of here. So the best part of the story is the umpire finally says, you know what, fine, fine, fine. We'll let the game go on. He's thinking it's 15-1, two runners on, best hitter at the plate. This game's going to be over in no time anyway. Yep. We come back, hit a walk-off home run in the bottom of the seventh, <laughs> win 16-15. No way. Yep. Wow. Yeah. And it had the heavy ending we all wanted. And we thought we were just going to get jumped in the parking lot after the game, too. We were ready. We had, it was kind of like the Gophers Wisconsin game last week. We had our shanks ready for that post game hands up. Wow. Whole team. Whole team thrown out of the South. That's ball. amazing. Great way to end a podcast. No, we're about halfway through. Halfway <laughs> oh, through. We got to get through uh, Wild, we talk wild. Wolves, we go for all the good things. Go for basketball, go for hockey. And an in-depth, uh, no, we'll give it all up. Uh, they're all terrible. 
Um, okay, so let's wrap it up. Thanks to Josh. Thank you, guys. Josh, I like when you're on the podcast. Thank you, Josh. And, uh, yeah, this has been uh, the Drive Time Sports Screech with Bert Cumreg. <laughs> so we'll uh, see you next week. Uh, Thank you, Josh. Use a Cumreg, everybody. <laughs> Good night, guys. Good night, Dad. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.